Welcome to the Hey Salespeople podcast, where we focus on delivering immediately actionable best practices for sales professionals. I'm your host, Jeremy Donovan from SalesLoft. Hey, salespeople. Today is my great pleasure to have Nathan Bliss on the podcast. Welcome, Nathan. Hey, Jeremy. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. So for listeners, Nathan is the Vice President of Sales and Marketing at Kinsta. Kinsta is a managed WordPress hosting provider. So our main theme for today will be all about how chief revenue officers evolve and have to pick up new skills because oftentimes the progression is that some CROs have sales only, some have sales and marketing, some have sales, marketing, and service. So Nathan came from the sales world. We'll talk a little bit about that and has had to add marketing. So we'll get his perspectives on that. Before we get too deep into that, love to learn a little bit about Nathan, how you learn. What are your go-to resources for keeping your saw sharp? You know, I'm a observer of a couple of different things that I are just personal passions of mine. One of those is baseball. So I love to read about baseball. So two books in particular that have a lot of resonance with me that I've read recently that I like a lot are Astro Ball by Ben Reeder and uh, The Cubs Way by Tom Verducci. And if you think about both of those teams, both of them have won the World Series in the last couple of years. They really kind of like extrapolated and went, uh, you know, one step further with the Moneyball concept, which is another really popular movie and book by Michael Lewis. But in essence, they kind of like tore everything down before they built it back up. And they applied a broad set of new methods that led to success. Now, If you read those books, you kind of get a sense for a traditionalist way of doing things being overtaken by kind of a new method or approach. And I think that has some implications for us as marketers and as sellers. You said the Astros did something very different and unique. They took the Moneyball concept to the next level. Can you elaborate a little bit on that? Yeah. So, I mean, one tactic that they deployed is video analysis kind of at every level of their entire farm system. So what I mean by that is they installed kind of high motion capture cameras at every single level of their minor league organization. Well, why would they do that? They wanted to actually break down every at-bat, every hitter. They started to amass this large database, essentially, of players, of their own personnel to have a better understanding of predictable results, you know, once they achieve higher levels of baseball. You can probably draw some correlation here in sales, you know, like, I'm a firm believer that one of the best ways to improve or to apply self-improvement as a concept is to listen to your calls. And as leaders, we should be listening to calls. We should be breaking down you know, key performance indicators in those calls, like talk to listen ratios and things like that, You know, taking out the guesswork of what those results are, and then actually coaching in a way that's effective and you know gives people actionable information, tangible information that they can take and apply to their sales processes. So that's an example of like how you can draw a distinction and something that the Astros did that was a bit unique, but you actually are seeing this adopted broadly. We are amassing this large data set now in our industry that is unparalleled in our history. And I think that we have these assumptions about methods that now we have the capability to test to see if they're actually effective or how they impact outcomes. I've learned a lot now as the recipient of the sale and no longer the participant or the active seller is that a lot of people are deploying a lot of unsound methodologies still, I I would argue. I get a lot of consistent messaging. I could close my eyes and look at the thing and generally these tactics are all the same. And I would say rendered useless because they're so blurred out by all the noise. 
one story in this direction that I think your audience might find interesting is, I know Scott Lee is pretty well known in our industry. I got an on-site interview for a position at a company he was in in the past through a cold email. Was it a, oh my goodness, wow factor email? Like if you read it or your audience read it, I think that what you would find is it's actually deploying a lot of these sorts of like hit you in the face personalization tactics we're talking about. It just, it took me three minutes, you know, where I actually did some reading and some research, you know, tried to wordsmith some messaging together in a way that might grab or gain his attention in a short span of time. And a couple of weeks later, I was on a plane to Austin. It's not hard to impress people if you're willing to put in just a little bit more worth of effort. And that would be one thing I would want to say to the sales industry. Could we like raise the bar together here a little bit? If you can be the one swimming upstream, it's just so resonating to, to folks like myself now and in the industry. And I think that, you know, that's something we can maybe level up together a little bit as our industry nowadays. I agree. It's be holding on the managers too, because if managers are holding people, especially SDRs, right, accountable to activity, where you need to hit your number is by bringing down the number of activities per op generated over time through, you know, thoughtful personalization, I think is the top way to get there. So a lot of people try to decide between should I like post on LinkedIn or should I actually set up my own blog? Given what you do, I'm wondering if you have any advice on that. I think it can be a both and. And I think that For better or for worse, it seems like our industry has broadly chosen LinkedIn as the platform of choice to have a voice, if you will. So, you know, I think it would make a lot of sense for people in our industry that are, you know, want to use that and their voice is emerging to use that as kind of the first place that you're testing messaging. But it doesn't necessarily have to be the only place that you're testing that messaging. So, for example, I wrote over the course of the last couple of months about using HubSpot to manage your job search. I put my sales hat on for a moment. I was like, wonder if I could use a CRM in in an effective way to manage this process. And it actually worked out remarkably well. So I wrote about it. I wrote about it on my blog, but I told people about it on LinkedIn, right? You could see some messaging on LinkedIn that maybe says, eh, maybe you don't want to do that. Maybe you don't want to link people off, you know, that kind of stuff. So it's just one of those sort of like, for me, it was a tested method to see, hey, do people actually access this? You know, and then to measure it, right? Did people actually come to my website? And what was the referral source and stuff like that? Having, you know, some analytics on a simple website, you know, with a plugin that you can install into WordPress is like really, really easy. You know, if you feel yourself in this little upswell where your audience and your voice seems to be having resonance and is increasing, I think it would make all the sense in the world to brand yourself then at that point. And, you know, domains are cheap. WordPress is free. So get out there and experiment and give it a try, I think. What's the difference between putting your blog on like GoDaddy or one-on-one or HostGator? Those are sort of common hosting platforms versus using a managed hosting provider for WordPress. It's all very contextually driven, what is one thing I would say. And, you know, for lack of a better analogy, it's why, you know, if you were to go purchase a car, Jeremy, you could have different spectrums of automobiles that you could purchase. You could purchase a Kia, a Toyota, or a Tesla. Now, all of those vehicles are going to get you from point A to B, but the driving experience between those three is going to be dramatically different and the prices associated with them will be different. The same idea applies to our industry as well. You can get your you know, feet wet and your hands dirty on the lower end of the spectrum, not to belittle some of those other options, but some of them have different approaches that their platform provides that just creates a dramatically different end user experience where the onus on the end user or the impetus is on them to go get all these other corollary services to actually make their website work. In essence, we cut through all that noise and we're more like the Tesla option where everything happens out of the box. 
there's a lot of things built into our platforms that makes that ease of use exercise far more digestible, I would say. And as everybody aspires to all black backed by a world-class support experience, which I think as you know, marketers and sellers, we can promote that and sell that until we're blue in the face. But what I tell people on sales calls all the time is the proof is in the pudding, meaning you're only going to know if you try it. And what I always try and do, and I think where there's a great sort of democratization happening is, you know, G2 is so great to cut through that noise. And I tell people, there's a reason why we're seven points higher than our next closest competitor on G2. Go look at what our customers are saying. You know, go look at those, you know, review ratings and things like that. Now, obviously, there's ways to go about that and the merits of those could be debated. But, you know, I point to people to a lot of independent information that says, why is Kinsta better than option Z or B or if you will? Then I do that as quickly as I can, and we let the chips fall where they may. So that would be kind of like the contrasting experience between those different types of approaches to hosting a website and what makes one like ours a little bit different. Our job as sellers has kind of gone from convincing to connecting in terms of information. So many times I'm in strategic calls where you know there's a option A or B go forward solution. And I end up pointing them not to our own site, but to these sources of information where they can actually get actionable information that's independent of my opinions or ability to sell necessarily. CROs have different responsibilities in different organizations. This is not a hard stat. I didn't survey for this, but let's just say that 60% of CROs are actually heads of sales. Another 30% are heads of sales and service. And then maybe, you know, the remaining 10% are either heads of sales and marketing or heads of all three functions. So, you know, you spent a great career cutting your teeth as a salesperson and sales leader. And then here you land in a job at a company with, you know, 130 employees and you are going to take on a new responsibility in marketing. So I'm just wondering, how has that transition been for you? How are you getting smart, fast on marketing so that you, you know, you're having an impact on the company? I think the first way is listening because I can't go to, for example, Mateo at our company who is what I would consider to be a world-class editor and now our head of content and pretend to do his job better than him. The emperor totally has no clothes there. So you kind of have to attack that angle humbly and say, my job here is to come alongside of you, figure out how I can help you do your job more effectively so that we can all grow revenue. So I would say internally, one way I've tackled that is to just own it and not pretend. And the way I tackled the learning element of that is I am a firm believer that the wheel has been invented and my job is to not reinvent it. So one of the other ways I consume information, go find people that I have some implicit respect for their products and you know that started at Drift with Dave Gerhardt, and that has also been with Kyle Lacey at Lesson Lee and some other folks in the industry who are more on the marketing side of the house, admittedly, that I wasn't following as closely you know, 12 months ago, and just reading what they're writing and listening to what they're saying on podcasts and what themes can I extrapolate. You know, One thing when I listen to Dave Gerhardt talk or when I read his post that is a theme for me is that he's wildly focused on revenue. He was on a podcast that I heard a couple of weeks ago, and somebody asked him a simple KPI-driven question, what sort of KPIs do you observe or look at most closely? And he just answered, revenue. 
And then he didn't say anything after that. And I'm like, well, that has resonance with me as a seller because that's what I'm dramatic always been focused on is revenue generation. So that's awesome. I don't have that background by trade, but you know, if sales has taught me anything, it has definitely taught me the ability and skill to be creative in the sense that you gotta figure out problems, you gotta find a way to move things forward. And I think that does have broad applicability into the marketing side of the house. And my job is not to pretend that I know how to do Mateo's job. It's just to figure out how I can help him to do his job faster and better so he can make more revenue. There was a time where I moved into marketing role and I had actually been in product management and product development and engineering before that. And I had to hire someone who was going to be my head of digital marketing. And I really struggled with that because I did not know digital marketing at the time. What advice do you have for people who have to hire, right? They get promoted, you know, into a new role and they need to hire maybe a business function that they're not super familiar with. Yeah, I would definitely start looking and poking at the players in or at the brands that you have an affinity for. Start by observing what they are saying and what they are posting. And then you're always as strong as your own personal network as well. So Fortunately enough for me, you know, I have the capability to, you know, for example, tap into some of my time at PayPal. And that has served me really well at various points in my career. And I'm a big believer also in the law of sowing and reaping here. If you're finding yourself at a career moment where you're the one seeking the advice, remember that when you're the one being solicited for it also too, I would say. I think you're as strong as your network here. You know, there are such great information out there available to us to be able to say, hey, we're in this industry or this vertical. And for me, that's SaaS because that's the industry that I'm in. So I go observe other SaaS platforms and I say, hey, what is this person saying or or what are they doing? And then you never know when you might be able to bend their ear if you reach out and say, hey, I just have this new problem that I'm encountering. I just could I get five minutes to just ask your questions or pick your brain about this sort of like recruiting challenge I'm having? You know, right now I have a lot of global recruiting challenges that I'm going into markets that I've never been into where I'm trying to learn from people that have gone through these experiences previous. You know, you never know when you might give five minutes. So be fast to give five minutes also, I would say, in our industry. That's that's always served me really well. Small kindnesses for sure. Well, if people want to get to know a little bit more about you or if people want to learn a little bit more about Kinsta and the managed WordPress hosting world, how should they do that? Yeah, you could definitely visit our website, kinsta.com and get all the information that you would need about our product. Or if you're looking at WordPress as a vertical, I think you would find some really valuable information about starting a website, monetizing. And then if you want to get in touch with me, probably one way that I really enjoy engaging with people is on Twitter. So it's uh, at Nathan underscore bliss on there. You know, always a DM away. Awesome. Well, it was such a pleasure. Thanks for being on. Thanks, Jimmy. Have a good rest of your day. Hey, Salespeople is a production made in partnership with Frequency Media. I'm your host, Jeremy Donovan. Paige McCauley is our producer. The podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else podcasts are found. Thanks for listening to the Hey, Salespeople podcast.